is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't been here that long. You know, I've been here for a year. So, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see in this offseason. That's something, like I said, we, we got one more left. And I'm putting everything I have into this last game and, and trying to get a win and finish strong with these guys and end on a positive note. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I haven't been around the NFL long, so I really you still don't even know how, how everything completely works. But, you know, I'm just trusting, you know, who's in leadership positions. You know, at the end of the day, my job is to be a quarterback um, and, to, and to lead this team. And, you know, I can only do so much, and, and that's what I'm going to do. That's Trevor Lawrence. Looks frustrated yesterday. We've seen him a few times like that. I mean, we can now read the young man. It looks like uh, after some of the games, he looks more frustrated than others. And uh, I think that one you chalk up to, you don't want your name attached to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, that is that was an embarrassing one on a lot of different levels where I think we, we wonder, you really have to wonder about this defense. Have they checked out? Mentally, I, I don't, again, I'm not sitting here to question people's toughness or effort. I think you can still try, but you're mentally not engaged. There's a difference. And I think what they've done against the run the last two weeks, 273 and 181, uh, they got beat on the run sometimes earlier this year, but not like that. I mean, now they're just getting pushed around. I mean, it, it's pretty evident that they they just want 60 minutes to go by pretty quickly and and get to vacation land at the end of the year. Yeah, so I'll say it like this. I think due to yesterday's performance, like I still see pride for each other and I see pride for themselves obviously because you're you're essentially playing for your job, right? Like if you're on this bubble right now, there's an entire new regime coming in here, yeah. you better put out some good tape. Yeah. All right, or else you're going to be gone. Simple as that. So there's definitely pride for each other, pride for themselves, but I don't see a lot of pride for the team on the helmet. Yeah, and, I don't and, and that's why I think we're at right now. I think you have a bunch of guys who are trying to, you know, elongate their career as much as possible. Yeah. But at the same time, you're in a situation where you don't really want to be part of the culture anymore. Yeah, 273 yards and 181 yards rushing. Now, New England's pretty good against the run. The Jets won. It's still hard to fathom. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, that is... Again, and that's a want-to thing, right? I mean, yep. you know, yeah, you can miss some gap. We've done this before. They give up five 200-yard games where they, you know, I, I do think the IQ of this football team needs to get better. I would really look at that for whoever comes in here and evaluates talent and, and is picking up talent. I think that's what the Patriots are so good at, actually. They're well-coached, but they also have high IQ players. And mm -hmm. sometimes if they might be a step slow, they make up for it in instinct. Um, I don't see a lot of that with the Jags. I see a very slow defense. Um, not that the Patriots are that fast, but they went east to west on them yesterday too, yeah. right? Because they just knew that it was a slow defense. And, uh, and, and I, I, again, I think there's a difference between not trying and being mentally checked out. And right now, I don't know how you can say it otherwise that the Jags defense isn't mentally checked out. And by the way, be careful. Jonathan Taylor's coming to town, and he's 266 he's yards good. away from 2,000. Yeah. I mean, how are they going to stop, how are they gonna stop Jonathan Taylor? A little incentive there. I mean, how ugly is it going to be on Sunday here at home, even though they've, they've actually owned the, the, the Indianapolis Colts at home? Yeah, it could be very ugly. because the, And I've quoted this from Joe Cohen before. Joe Cohen comes from the philosophy of, give me anybody from the street, I can make him stop the run. Because it's all about want to. It's all about attitude. It spoke volumes yesterday right now where this team has, is at in terms of attitude and in terms of want to. Yeah, and that's it. And I, I think about Joe. I mean, he must be like must be just burning inside yeah i mean i can't imagine how many chairs are being thrown how many boards are being put no i mean honestly I, I i feel bad for it i mean i feel bad for the players man 
feel bad for Joe Collin. It's just, it's a mess. Uh, the Let me ask you, what happened to you think yesterday? This is less about who came out and interviewed and not, but there was this long gap. I mean, do you think it was a player's type of meeting that happened after? Do you, I mean, sometimes there's treatment, by the way. Uh, what happened yesterday, the game ended really quick. I think the game was over at like 10 of 4. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then by four oh nine, because we're doing our post game show, Daryl Bevel was done. Yeah, very quick. Now we used to wait for Urban Meyer for a long time to come out. By the way, like a long, we've waited like forty minutes before for Urban Meyer to come out and talk. Mm-hmm. Well, this Trevor often might be the first guy out there. Well, he didn't come out for forty minutes after Bevel, and then of course nobody else came out. And so uh, there's some talk that, like, well, there frustrations. Bevel mentioned it today. Yeah. Um, like, what's going on in that locker room? There, well, there's definitely something, okay? Because, you know, th- this is a, the high and mighty Patriots, right? Like, I remember, I think it was Malarkey's here when we played the Patriots, and, like, that's when we got, like, the, the baseball bats before the game. Because, like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. like, hey, we're going to shock the world. Yeah. Those kind of, like, the, bat, the, the, the bats someplace around here, yeah. right? But well, anytime... Anytime that, yeah, there you go, right there. What does it say? Relentless something? Uh, uh, violent, physical, relentless. relentless. There you go, man. December 23rd, by the way. Was that 2012? Yeah, 2012. Ago, almost. Oh, yeah. Put oh, that on eBay. Really. Put that on eBay. But, you know, sometimes when you play a team that you're not supposed to be, like, you rise to the occasion, yeah. right? And you say, we're going to put up a fight and we're going to try to, to, to win like this game. Or, or at least make it competitive. Yeah. Yesterday, for lack of a better word, you got your asses kicked, all right? Got curb stomped, like molly It's like a preseason game. It was, it, it was bad, okay? It, it was really bad. So when you go through that as a man, yeah, after the game, there's going to be some conversation in the locker room, whether it's offense going after defense, whether it's defense, you know, inter- whatever. I mean, I saw Jim Ramsey punch his own teammate yesterday. He won the game, <laughs> yeah, okay? So that, that's always going to happen. Now, yeah. if you get beat 50 to 10, you better believe there's going to be some conversations after that game, yeah. right? I, I don't care what the roster looks like. I don't care what the excuses are in terms of COVID. There is going to be some conversations. There has to be. If there wasn't, that would be even more concerned. Yeah. So, yeah, I think after that game, they met, you know, what, whatever was said was said. Trevor represented the team. That was it. And it is what it is. I don't know, like, how in-depth was it? I don't know how theatric was it? I have no idea about that, but I guarantee there was some kind of meeting yesterday. Do you think by this time, like, they – I really feel like the coaching staff has done a terrible job, especially on offense. Mm -hmm. Like, do you – it's one thing – it's interesting, right? It's like we always ask, did Urban Meyer lose the team? But I'm almost wondering if, like, the team – the, the staff in general has just lost the team because they don't really know what to rely on. They don't love the game plans, the scheming. I mean, it was a mismatch on, on the field yesterday and what was schemed and what wasn't. I mean, we showed you a couple of spots and there's three receivers in one area. Yeah, Again, yeah. Uh, I mean, they did whatever they wanted up and down the field. Again, Patriots are decent. Patriots are pretty good, but they they shouldn't go five for five on the first five drives. This no. is the freaking NFL, no. okay? So I'll say this, Brent, you know, towards the middle of the season, you know, towards, you know, like, I mean, I mean, I think the, the, the Buffalo game is a good example of this on the defensive side of the ball. And obviously I'm biased. I thought that team reflected what Joe Cullen brought to the table for that time. Now, these past couple games, that's gone away. Yeah. You know, so I think since Urban Meyer has been let go, that's essentially gone away. Um. So, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, have they lost the team? Um, Is the message not getting through? I I think it is because now I don't see any kind of identity anymore. 
right? Like, uh, I can't sit here and say, okay, yeah, they may have got curb stomp, but at least, you know, they're still stopping the run like they're supposed to, right? Because that's Joe Collins' MO, stop the run, stop the run. Well, they're not doing that. The offense has been the offense, so there's not much to really come. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? The offense has been the offense, okay? Yeah. But at least, like, on the defensive side of the ball, at least for the past couple months, it seemed like, okay, well, at least there's some positive yeah. things to take away. Almost better They're than getting expectation. getting the quarterback. Mac Jones is untouched, I think, yesterday, it seemed like, for most of the time. So with that being said, now it's to the point where you've lost an identity. Um, there's not a lot of good to take away from the games, and it's just you're, you're hoping for vacation pretty soon. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, let's get Steven on the line. I want to talk about, I think there was one thing good yesterday. Oh, he, he hung up. He wanted to talk about Walker Little. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, is that a good sign going forward? It's, I know it's a little, but he's played a couple of games and he's played pretty well when he has been on that left side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that a piece that they have that makes you think twice about, an Evan Neal type of draft pick. I mean, remember that. Jacks have the number one overall pick right now. At worst, they're going to have number two overall pick. And so you're thinking defensive end or left tackle yeah. uh, because it doesn't look like receivers going to be high enough on the board unless they were to trade back. doesn't look like they'll – those are the three positions, it, it, it seems like. You don't need quarterback, obviously. So um, I'm just wondering, like, what – like, everybody keeps talking about Evan Neal. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Now, you've got a guy in, in Little – yeah. That you've been reluctant to try on the right side for a reason. You drafted him in the second round. You thought he was really a first-round talent. They had a first-round grade on him. Not a top-ten grade, but a first-round grade. And I understand now this regime might not even be here <laughs> for it, so they're not tied to him. Yeah. But it's to me, it's a little complex. I mean... Quite honestly, Cam Robinson has played well. I just see no reason why you would spend money on Cam Robinson when you have the prospect of picking Neal or going with a guy that you already drafted no, for in, sure. in Walker Little. I mean, it, it begs the question, first of all, we'll see how this draft pans out here, okay? Because a part of me wants to say, well, take care of Trevor Lawrence. Does Thibodeau, does Hutchinson, do they help Trevor Lawrence? Not really. Don't really care then, do I? Right? Go ahead and get Evan Neal. Like that, that, a part of me wants to say that yeah. right now. Now, that's logical. Give me some time. It's logical. Give me some time because, hey, it was Shock Your Mock season's right around the corner. Oh, man. We got Casey, people asking for I Shock Your Mock. I can't wait to get the Beat Laboratory <laughs> with Casey, come up with a real banger in terms of an NFT soundtrack. I can't wait to get that fired up, man, because it's going to be a fun season, bro. I don't know how the supply oh. chain's going, but oh, I don't know if we can get enough t shirts oh, for this. It's, it's going to be a fun <laughs> season for Shock Your Mock, everybody. Stay tuned. I mean, you thought like the last season of Game of Thrones was great, and don't worry, it's not going to suck at like the last season of Game of Thrones. It's going to actually be good. But I, I can't can't wait for the anticipation of Shock Your Mock. Right now where I sit, you know, I hope they can trade down and, and garner some more picks, but we've seen that story play out too, and how did that work out? You know, when you have a lot of picks in the first, second round. I don't know, Brent. I think that if Evan Neal can somehow find the field where there's playing right tackle, left tackle, and we'll walk a little to the right tackle, I don't care. If it helps Trevor Lawrence, then by all means, let's go. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. And listen, Jawan Taylor's not great. We, I think he's had three years to prove that, that he's not great. He'll have another year. Yeah. But Walker Little, I mean, then maybe you room to the right side. I mean, I feel like Neil's, Neil's played both sides, too. Yeah. But, um, but it just, I don't know. It that, can, that, well, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Of all years, I mean, this is where I said, like, of all years of the NFL draft, like, I get Hutchinson Thibodeau, okay, but, like, are you... Are you excited to go to Thibodeau's hometown, Hutchinson's hometown? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more some more excited than going to Evan Neal's, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. the, the tackle does nothing I mean, for no, me. No, I, I like, got you. It does nothing for me. I got me. you. Now, and let me ask you this, Austin. Seriously, yeah. I, I tweeted this last night, and, and, I, and I mean it. 
Yeah. Because I saw it. And you, you saw Joe Burrow go down last year for Cincinnati. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, how do they do that? This offensive line's atrocious. They've been terrible. They've actually tried to invest in the offensive line over the years, yeah. and they've just been awful at it. They, they, were, they just haven't been good. And so he gets hurt. And so they have a chance to take, uh, what's his name, out of Oregon, right? Penesol. Penesol. Oh, by the way, went after Aaron Donald. You see the, the video of him and Aaron Donald a couple weeks ago? I didn't see that. Went after Aaron Donald, man. Let's see. Went after, like, try to punch him in the face. And then... I can appreciate that. He's, he's been good. Rookie? He's, he's, been, good. he's been really good. Well, yeah. Slater's a rookie, too, right? So they yeah, had yeah, they yeah, had the yeah. chance to take him. It was, he's been outstanding. Yeah. So you could have taken those two guys. Ah, that's right. Though Jamar Chase, you know? And they go get Jamar Chase. Yeah. And, and what you would say is, well, of course, Jamar Chase, they made the right call. Well, they did, but everybody that was complaining about protecting Joe Burrow, they really haven't protected him. He, no. They have 51 sacks. That's second in the league. But he you got hurt again yesterday. And he got yeah. hurt yesterday, and he got but, clobbered on another one, and he got up slow. But, but you so, know what they did, Brent? They listened to Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow wanted Jamar Chase. They did. Case closed. Well, uh, my, but now philosophically, uh, my question is, does it matter to have the offensive line if you don't have any weapons? Like, they, yeah. they need to, again, like that's why I would really now advocate and say, forget about spending on Cam Robinson. Don't say you got that. You know, I'm, I'm not taking that $15 million a year and spending on him. I'm going to put that into a receiver. Maybe one with even a torn ACL, and I, I get the back end of it. Um, I, like... <laughs> I, now you have to, like, I think that's what Burrow's showing us. I think that's what um, uh, Herbert's showing us. Yeah. I think that's what these these teams are showing that, listen, you can't mess around with having nobody mm-hmm. in, in on the uh, offensive uh, weapon list. And they have, like, nobody. They'll have ETN, okay? The Jags will have ETN coming back. I actually think Dan Arnold is kind of a weapon for them. I like uh, now he's not Kelsey or he's not Kittle, but Thank I kind of yeah. like what he does. Like I, th- I think he creates some mismatches. Outside of that, Austin, they've got nobody that I would rely on. You coming into this next year, which means I would say you could revamp the entire receiver room. Yeah. Now you can do it multiple ways. You could bring back DJ Chark on some kind of deal. Lavisca is going to be there, but to right on right now, if Lavisca is like my top three guy, I don't think you're good enough. I, th- I want him to be my fourth guy at yeah. this stage of the game. Yeah. And so Marvin Jones, I mean, I don't, after this year, Marvin might re- say I'm retiring. I'm not done oh, with yeah, this Oh, yeah, man. They just want American Idol. He's got to say clear <laughs> yeah, the word That's about. a good point. Well, you, you, you're going to drive that guy to win some Grammys now. Yeah, maybe. And, and quite frankly, if he's, I don't know what he's done to say I get excited about him. Now, maybe if he's your fourth guy, that helps you. But that's a but $10 I'm, million dollar buy. So I, I'm just to the point where they don't have enough weapons, man. They have got to go get – everybody else has a ton of weapons. You look at what Cincinnati's doing, they're doing it because of their weapons. Yeah, their defense is okay at times. Their offensive line probably does enough. Burrow's fantastic, but he's got a ton of guys to throw to and a guy to hand off to. No, for sure. But uh, a couple things. First of all, can we establish now that when Joe Burrow talked to Urban Meyer about building a team and Joe Burrow said you have to run the ball? Oh, capped. Kept so hard. I oh, think I'm Urban watching. Meyer lied, to be honest. Oh, you like even had a conversation well, with Joe Burrow? Surprised, I, I mean, I'm watching Joe Burrow throw the ball 50 times for a game. I don't see any running game. Yeah, Mixon's good and all. In the receiving Mixon game. Mixon had like 29 yards In the yards receiving rushing. game. In the receiving game, he's good. So don't sit here and tell me I talked to Joe Burrow and uh, he really told me he got to run the football. They're not running the football in Cincinnati. Cap. Cap all day. So <laughs> relax with that, Urban Meyer. Brent, I get what you're saying. Yes, you got to have weapons. But let's be realistic here. You're not going to take a wide receiver with the first overall pick. They're not. Right? So you got really three options here. You take an edge rusher, which, okay, 
Hutchinson, Georgia game, but you know, look by the way, it. it looked bad. You go if you're seeing some reports out there, he played not as bad as everybody said he played in that Georgia. Okay. I mean, but when I, you have your helmet off in the fourth quarter, not even looking to go on the field, that I mean, listen, I'm not saying I love Hutchinson cool to begin with, too. but yeah, I think you got to be, a, I think you got to be a little cool. careful, Hutchinson, one game. No, I to it, write the story, okay. Go back to Chase Young's final game, too, and see how that played out, okay? Just, I'm just saying, go back. I did the research. I checked the film. Go back and watch Chase Young, okay? But still, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, doesn't yeah, it? I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. You know, with Thibodeau, okay, a little undersized. Can he stop the run? Okay. And then you got Evan Neal. Like, I can pick apart any of those guys and say, oh, I guess, you know, maybe that's good or not. Like, I wish this was like the NBA draft. There's like some German guy out there where it's like, <laughs> no one saw him. Yeah, there, there's some German 6'6 tight end wide receiver who's like runs a 4'3. And like, we, we haven't seen any film on him, but I'll take your word for it. Sounds like a plan. That would be awesome. How cool would that be? Yeah, maybe they man taught can, some guy in London how to play football. Can you imagine NBA shocking my complaint? They must be having in teams like Memphis and stuff where you can do that. All we got is three guys in both all those three guys i'm kind of like okay I we'll see i got a, i got a good trivia question for you guys who has caught the most total yards in their history of life from trevor lawrence oh wow because he's going to be available uh, at 33 justin ross that's correct uh yeah uh, listen uh, that's fine uh, by the way you can find receivers in the second round and obviously chase is proving that you can make an impact yeah you know you will sometimes we, we talk about busts and guys that People are wrong about. We do that a lot. But everybody was right about Jamar Chase. For mm -hmm. two years, they said Jamar Chase the best receiver in the draft. Mm -hmm. For two years, and they were right about him. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's not that guy. I mean, the, the Bama kid, Williams. I mean, he's a... And he's, he took a year off of football, too. That's what I'm saying. He took a year off of football. We wondered how the opt-outs would work, and it yeah. didn't, didn't hurt him. So, um, but I, I think there are plenty of guys in that second round at 33. I'm just telling... They're 100% going to take Justin Ross. Well, but they also could take your guy from USC... Uh, London, like they, but they why, could, why would they Trevor could also Lawrence, take Arkansas kid? He's going to be gone. Why wouldn't <laughs> he? Might be. He, but, he but 100 in that, will in be. that area though is I where know. there's going to be some guys. But no, Casey, what you're saying, it's Justin the, Jefferson was 22. The, you know, Casey, but why well, would Trevor not yeah. say that's my guy? This is what you're saying. Go get him. Oh, maybe it's, it's the whole Joe Burrow. Fact. That's, yeah, maybe that's why I brought it up. They, they, they should have got Penny. So old Joe Burrow said, "No, we'll take Jamar Chase." They're going to go to Trevor if Trevor Lawrence has this much say, which I'm sure he's going to. He's going to say, "Go get my guy from Clemson." Yeah, more than likely. But the bottom line is, like, they could get two guys in that draft. Now, DJ, if they bring him back and he performs, I, I think we could get a little excited about that. And ETN, we haven't seen yet. Yeah. But now this is going to be James Robinson might not be back in, at all. Like, we'll see with the injury. So, yeah, they. But they. The bottom. I guess the moral of the story is when you look at Cincinnati, and again, nobody screamed offensive line more than Cincinnati, especially with two huge prospects right there. Like can't miss one, yeah. especially Penny yeah, Sewell was yeah. a can't miss prospect at the left side that you could lock him up for the next decade. And so that's why for everybody who tells me like Evan Neal, it's like wait a minute, like these guys aren't even going after the left tackle. Now somebody said, hey, they drafted more after that and they invested. I get it. But you have a most way of thinking in the draft is if you get a chance to go wrap up a left tackle that's going to go to the Hall of Fame someday, you go get him. Yeah. That's always been the thinking. My point is, I think Cincinnati said, you know what? Screw that. We're going to go get the weapon, even though we already have a couple. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to make ourselves dynamic. And right now, the Jags are way behind in the NFL in being dynamic. Way behind. I mean, have, have we done our due diligence here? Is there some German receiver out there that's supposed to be like the next big thing? Do we know that for a fact? I would love it. Okay, I love it too. I wish I could change the rules and let some other people come up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
That would be nice. So they have that one kid from Ohio State. Is it? I take him right now. The yeah, yeah. three hundred yard guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know his name, but come on, you're you're the first pick overall. Congratulations. But and by the way, they have two guys that opted out that are going to be right in that. It's weird. It's like between twenty and forty five, there's going to be a ton of receivers. Yeah. Now, Jags, get off those six round picks and go trade up and get two of them. <laughs> Thanks, Trent, for the six round picks. There you go. Appreciate it. Those are awesome. <laughs> We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. Now, you know, the Cleveland Browns, right now, I'd take the Cleveland Browns even though they got eliminated. I want to be eliminated on week 16. That'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. But they went Miles Garrett and then Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence and a Thibodeau or Trevor Lawrence and a Hutchinson would kind of fit on okay. the building of their team. And by the way, I'd take seven or eight wins right now in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, you tell them, man. Oh, can you imagine? Even though they're disappointed in Cleveland, I want to be disappointed over seven or eight wins. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I mean, I can tell you there's a lot, there's a, you know, a high frustration level with a lot of guys. Um, I, I don't think any of us envisioned the, the season going the way that it did. Uh, you know, when you're, when you start here, whatever it was, it was um, 11 months ago, you know, you have, um, you know, these great visions in your head, of how this thing's going to go. Obviously, Trevor coming in as a rookie quarterback, you know, I think he thought it was going to go a particular way, but, but there's been a lot of struggles. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of lessons learned and, you know, everything that we're fighting through, a lot of adversity. So um, he's, you know, he's gotten his fair share of that this year. I think he's, Handled it, handled it tremendously. That is Daryl Bevel, who probably can't wait until next Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out. Get out. Just get out of here and oh, don't man. look back. Absolutely. Yeah. Brent Martin, uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Hey, how was the snowboarding, man? Oh, you guys man. have a good week? Great time. Good Fun time, yep. Had some fresh snow, so that was great. Got to hang out with some bees a little. Well, actually, the bees, that's, that's another story in itself. Uh, a lot of controversy right now in central Wisconsin over the bees, Brent. Really? Yeah. Long story short, I don't know if it, you, you can blame the DNR, whoever's in charge of, like, the, like the, you know, like the roads and everything. So they used to, like, you know, just, like, take a chainsaw and because my grandpa lives in the middle of nowhere, the cabin. Yeah. So he's got, like, a bunch of, like, marsh and, like, stuff on the side of the road, right? So he'd take chainsaws and cut that marsh. Well, now, instead of taking chainsaws and cutting the marsh because it's manpower, you have to pay wages, they just spray it with some pesticide. So, like, that... It's kind of messing up the bees. So my grandpa's pretty upset about that. Interesting. So I had to hear about that for an hour and a half uh, when I saw him, which was great. Yeah, I saw grandpa. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I posted him. a picture of him, man. Yeah, so like one of those pictures, he actually smiled. I had to post a picture where he smiled. <laughs> I don't, he didn't smile a lot. So <laughs> I, had to pick, I had to post that one for sure. He's hardened from those winners. Oh, dude, he's telling, man. <laughs> Dude's old school as they come. But no, the, the, the snowboarding was fantastic. Didn't get hurt, which is the most important part. It is so good. It was great. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Glad uh, you had a good oh, time. And by the way, thank you, Brent Martineau, for uh, getting my son Grogu. What did I do? Y- y- you got my son Grogu, the AKA Baby Yoda. Oh, is that what that we did? That thing now has anywhere my son goes, he's got to go with. In the airport, he was there. Very good. When I'm trying to sleep, his little hand was touching my face, <laughs> telling me to get up. So my, my, he's even feeding him now. That's so awesome. congratulations. You, you gave us another a pet and another chore to take care of now I, with baby girl. I told you before he unwrapped it, I said, you're going to have to tell me who that is. Oh, but yeah. I know we got something that resembled. Yeah. 
Baby Yoda. Ba ba basically, it's, it's like a life-size movie-quality <laughs> replica of Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. My, my biggest fear was that he would get, like, five of them for Christmas. <laughs> so, that's the funny thing. So he got that from you, and then he got, like, a, a one that like drives around, like, in his little buggy. Oh, okay, so a yeah. different version. No, a different version. All right, good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. That a baby rodent? Yeah, man. Keep hanging around with that thing. Things collecting germs like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. Put a mask on especially, Baby Yoda. Especially in these times. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Um. The, uh, what I want to ask you, oh, I was going to tell you, you know, you say bees, I read this article, but I tweeted this today, Casey, you might like this article, it was about, uh, bats, like, not like the animal bats, but like baseball bats. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Joey Votto? Yeah, did you yeah. see that? Yeah. It's a good article. Yeah. It was, but it was really about, like, old baseball bats used to be made out of ash. Yeah. And, and now it's more maple. Okay. Is the long and short of this. Okay. But Votto likes the ash. Yeah. But the ash bats have gone like extinct. Now, why is that? Because of beetles. It was oh. a beetle infestation okay. that happened, and they didn't catch it for like a decade. Huh. And so it started damaging the quality of the ash tree. No kidding. Yeah. It's a pretty wild story. If you, okay. I, I tweeted it today. And no. Barry Bonds actually is the guy that, at the same time this was going on. Yeah. I told you we're an educational program I here. love this, man. So Keep at going. the same time this is going on, Barry Bonds is hitting home runs. He is on roids, but whatever. He's hitting home runs. And and so, but he's using like a maple bat that he got turned on to by Joe Carter, I think it was. Yes. Or, right? Okay. And and uh, so, well, Bonds is hitting home runs at this crazy rate. Everybody's like, well, what kind of bats he using? Maple bat. Well, yeah. So maple becomes the thing, and it's a sturdier wooden bat to hit with and use ah. and so very few went back to the ash bat but Joey Votto does he likes it better so he bought them all up all gotcha. the good ones and he bought like 50 or 70 bats or something Joey like Votto that with the, with the ash bat monopoly huh but, but they got fortunate or there would have been a major shortage in wooden bats wow. in major league baseball if they hadn't found the maple bat that that Bonds became so popular, they created a bunch of, like, uh, manufacturers for it. Okay. And everybody and, uses it. And now yeah. everybody uses right it across, like, Joey high school or, or summer leagues, or but even in the in the pros. So what's the, the biggest difference? It's just a feel? It's like the, the ash is softer? He said, the maple? Uh, he said something like he likes the sound of it and the feel when it hits the bat. Like, he can tell when he makes better contact. But okay. even Joey Votto, who yeah. loves it, softer, okay. uses... Yeah. Uh, he uses the maple in, in batting practice because he's afraid he's going to break it. Break them, yeah. You only got so many of those which to go around. Which is weird because you, you're hitting one bat and then you go to the game with a whole different bat. Yeah, which like, is kind of so a odd. weird baseball thing, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a different superstitious. And, That's and, crazy. I mean, you do what you got to do because you would break bats in batting practice for sure. Now, Joey Votto's been, his, he's been known for an unbelievable eye at the plate, right, for, for years. Mm -hmm. And um, he even said he would not swing at some pitches so he's get because he, he thought he would break the bat. Wow. And so, fascinating story, anyway. Yeah. How many, it I mean, always comes back to beetles yeah. and an infestation. It was a species they had never heard of. Wow. And then it was, they found out it was here since, like, the late 80s and early 90s. Interesting. And, and had been brought over from, you know, China or on, like, a pallets. Sure. And stuff like that. And, uh, and, and now it's, like, in 35 states. Huh. And it's an ash tree thing. By so, the way. There you go. I made this decision uh, Sunday, yesterday. On the 25th is the day that they're doing the Hall of Fame. You're going to find out who's getting in. We're doing our own ballots. I made the decision. Oh, oh baseball. Oh, baseball yeah, players? Yeah, baseball. Oof. Is it always January? Yes. They do it? Yeah. They announced the Who's on it this year? Yeah, I can well, this names, is, Casey. Well, this is, the reason we're doing it, this oh, is it's it the for, last Bonds for Bonds and uh, Clemens yeah. and Schilling. Listen, there are two mm. things that are 
asinine in the world today. Two only. Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. That's why we're doing the ballot. I like it. I mean, it's... Uh, and there's some other interesting... Do you think like Mike McGuire should be in there too and stuff? Or not? I think then you can start debating guys like McGuire, but the bottom line Juice is wing, yeah. Clemens... I like the juice wing. Yeah. I'm a big believer in I'm it. I'm not mad I mean, that. sponsor Minute Maid if you want. It's a big part of my childhood. But uh, I, I just feel not like those two it. guys. I'm with you. Watching yeah, it. Loud and clear. Those yeah. two guys, even before the steroid era, were probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. You've also like got. Like even when Bonds' head was the right size. <laughs> well, serious. Yeah. I mean, you can do a sports science about it. <laughs> You've also got A-Rod first year. Mm. You've got Sosa final year. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll do that on Sosa that day. Sosa and McGuire are. Are iffy for me. Not going to lie. Yeah. They're a little iffy for me. Okay. I guess we're going to find out on the 25th. All right. Stay tuned. Yeah, so we do that on January 25th. Okay. Um, sound excited about it. Come with ideas. Dude, I was excited. Hey, I, I, I am excited. I, hey. I'm reliving my childhood. Hey, How can I, I be know, excited? I know. One person's on board. Yeah, I'm, I got you, man. We're ready to go. Um, how about uh, Antonio Brown? Man. Wow, huh? I mean, it's unbelievable. Who, who, where do you put the the blame? I mean, is this is all Antonio Brown. No. Um, does it, you know when people need help, it's hard to get people help if they don't want help. Like that is a real thing, mm-hmm. on on a variety of levels. Uh, I, honestly, I I don't like to speak on an expert level here because I don't have a lot of close contacts with you know that kind of stuff. I really don't, um, fortunately, but uh, at least not yet in my world. Um, you know, and I, I guess they live, you know, Antonio Brown is so out there sometimes that this has always crossed our mind, Yeah. you know, that he has some psychological problems or, and football may have contributed to that. Mm-hmm. Other things may have contributed to that. And I think uh, as a society, we are more sensitive to that than ever before right now and, and should be. But uh, I can't help but think of, like, people are talking about enablers. I'm not sure I would call it enabling, but I can't help but think that Bruce Arians didn't want this to happen. Like, he wasn't a fan of this, bringing Antonio Brown on board. And basically, Tom Brady was the one that got Antonio Brown on board. At least it's the way it's perceived for me. Yeah. And it was, I feel like behind closed doors right now, Bruce Arians is like, I told you. <sighs> yes and no. Because I feel like with Bruce Arians, I think that was his, that was his thought in the beginning with Antonio Brown. Right, this is Tom Brady's doing. This is Tom Brady's responsibility, and Bruce Arians being the guy that he is. Well, you're not going to turn down the goat. What he wants, right? So he went and said, "Okay, Tom Brady, I'll trust you." Well, what happened? You won a Super Bowl, and on a lot of the hands of Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. So once that happened, then I think Bruce Arians' attitude changed and said, "Oh wow, this guy's got a lot left in the tank. This guy can help us win football games." Because at the end of the day, that's what it's always been about in the first place, and and, and that, that's the. The primary issue here. I remember when I broke this whole thing down when we talked about Antonio Brown on the Raiders. I think when he was back in Oakland, and then he goes to that the, when the, I wanted the him here. Yeah, it's when you wanted him here as well. Yeah. I want him you here just for this week now. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, just to add to the drama. Just see what add happens to the circus. Uh, uh, I think. Oh, well, one. And here's the thing with Antonio Brown too. You saw Ian Rapoport possibly this morning come out and say it was about you know he didn't feel healthy enough to go out there. Arians wasn't having it. There's a big argument, and then you know he's jumping up and down the field. How hurt was that ankle? Who knows. But the story of Antonio Brown, whether it was in Pittsburgh, whether it was in Oakland, whether it was in New England, it's always been the same thing. Antonio Brown, yes, he's got character issues. Now, whether that's caused by playing the game of football or just who he is, you know, we may never know. But the fact of the matter is, 
you surround him with people who try to get the most talent out of him, and that's more important than I think his well-being sometimes. Right? You had a guy come from Pittsburgh through Smith Schuster under the bus, through Big Ben under the bus, through the entire organization on the bus, and what does John Gruden do? Hey, I'll give you more money. I- I'm going to give you more money. Oh, what's that? You said we have to play by your rules? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah, it was an unbelievable deal. They, they played by my rules. They played by his rules. They gave him more money. He goes to Oakland, freezes his feet off or whatever the case may be. Well, that's what happened. Frostbitten feet. And then remember that whole video where (laughs) he was celebrating when he left? in the backyard. Yeah. And then he ends up in New England. And then he goes to New England, the the, the culture place of all cultures. And what does Bill Belichick say? Well, you know what? Yeah, the guy's obviously trouble, but you know what? He's still a great receiver. He can help us win. Let's go and bring him on this team. Right? And then he gets the allegations come up, and then they let him go. And we think, okay, the, the saga of Antonio Brown, it's finally done. Hopefully he can get some help. Hopefully some people around him can care about him, you know, trust him, whatever the case may be, and he can go on living a healthy and clean life. Nope. Then Tom Brady goes, you know what? Out of of the goodness of my heart, I'm going to put Antonio Brown in my house. I'm going to make sure he's okay, and then I'm going to go to Bruce Arians and say, you know what? This guy can help us win. Now, yeah, props to Tom Brady for doing that. What a great role model Tom Brady is. But let's be honest. I know a lot of guys out there that probably need some help right now. Tom Brady's not going to them. Do you know why? Because they're retired and can't catch a football or a Super Bowl winning touchdown. Antonio Brown could, right? So then if you're Tom Brady, go to Antonio Brown and say, hey, man, so I let lift in the tank. I'm on my last leg here in Tampa Bay. Let's go out there and win some ball games. It's always come down to winning first. Right, and, and that's what we always talk about in the situation where does the talent outweigh the red flags? Does the talent outweigh maybe the player's well-being? And Antonio Brown was such a great receiver that for the past, whatever, four or five years, it absolutely did. And guess what? Maybe this time, and I say maybe this time with an asterisk because who knows? Maybe he gets another shot one day, but maybe this time it's going to be to the point where it's like, okay, man, this is way too much. You have to get some help or you got to do something. But that's the world that we live in, Brent. You know, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's the way it is, man. Where if a player is so talented, you can overlook the red flag over here. Or you can overlook the red flag over here. Can you get us to the Super Bowl? Well, then climb aboard. Man, we need you. Let's go. Yeah. And that's the way football is. It is. It's the way it works. And by the way, they got a lot out of them that helped him get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl yeah. ring. And so uh, helped Brady and, and cement his legacy. So from that standpoint, it did work. Uh, listen, Antonio Brown might be a bad guy. He might be. But I think even all of us from afar, and I know we all love to play doctors sometimes on social media and yeah. on everywhere else, I mean, we, there's something amiss with, with Antonio Brown. The problem is, and I remember discussing this a while back, I think it was around the Raiders' time, yeah. is it seems like he's got a lot of yes people around him and nobody willing to say, you got a problem, man, I'm going to help you yeah. out or whatever. And maybe that's where like a guy like Brady, if he really does, can help him the most or yeah. somebody, a teammate can help him the most. But it, it certainly looks like he's got bigger issues than, hey, he's just a bad guy, bad teammate kind of thing. But this is the issue, Brent, is that he does all that stuff on the football field. And yeah, I saw him like, okay, that, I mean, this is, regardless of what the other side is, it does not look good for Antonio Brown. But then what happens three hours later? He releases a song on iTunes. I know. Now it's blowing up. Like, that's somebody in his corner saying, hey, man, well, you know, you got this track right here. It may be, you know, I mean, I'm not saying quit, but, hey, if it ever comes down to that, put this song out there right when it happens. Like, a party wants to feel bad for Antonio Brown, and I do feel bad. 
But then a part of me is like, well, look at this dude. He just parlayed what he did in New York of, of acting an absolute fool, and now he parlayed that into being a rapper. Yeah. Welcome to the American Dream. Antonio, yeah, uh, Glenn just says this. Antonio Brown is Dennis Rodman 2.0. And if you've ever seen, you've seen like the oh, yeah. documentary on, yeah, yeah. On, on Rodman. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I don't know if Rodman was playing in today's day. I think we would have the same feelings about Rodman. Like, man, we feel there's a sympathetic part of it. Yeah. Because he's got issues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and yet he, there wasn't that when he was playing, you mm -hmm. know, so widespread. Yeah. Uh, not everybody that was talking about mental health and those things. And so instead, it's like this guy's helping the Bulls win championships. Correct. And he's, you know, dating Carmen Electra or marrying partying Carmen and Electra, and he's partying. And coming and hungover and still dominating. And still dominating. Yeah. And yeah. so it becomes like this thing where it's like, hey, that's why it's very John Daly-esque. Mm -hmm. In that yeah. sense, you know, where it becomes almost like this reality show that we're all watching, even though it's actually somebody's life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and Antonio Brown feels a little bit that way. Uh, so I think it's a pretty good comparison right now. I mean, what happened on that field yesterday is is straight out of like yeah. the craziest movie you, you've ever I mean, but see, it, I mean, it could be a scene out of Ted Lasso, I guess. Like, if something went wrong in Ted Lasso. Finished it, by the way. Did you? Yeah. I haven't yet. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but I mean, seriously, like, that's like that was, like, surreal. No, it, but, that scene. See, this is, this is what I'm saying. We had never seen that before. Like, you could yeah. tell the Bucks even were like, what yeah. is going on No, here? for sure. Like, and at that moment, I was like, okay, something's like, holy cow. Like, you know, let's wrangle this dude in because he seriously needs some help. But like I said... Then two hours later, he's on Instagram releasing music. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, then are you just that much ahead of the game where you know exactly what you're doing and people are telling you what to do? Or it's know. like you're making – I mean, you capitalized off that. Yeah. That's that's what this generation's about. Yeah. It's, it's moments like that. And at, at, moments, at the moment, it seems like he's still, like, in the back of a taxi somewhere in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. And now today, what he was, he was talking he's, about he's, Big Ben. Well, he's doing a cameo with Big, for Big Ben. Some Steelers fan paid him. I don't know how much money it was. I, I don't know, man. I just think you got a guy right now, and I saw this on Twitter. I forgot who the – well, first of all, I saw a lot of people hitting on his music. And let's say what you want about it. Beat's good. Is it beat, pretty good? The, 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 the beat, I mean, I, I like Zach Miller I stuff. I didn't click on it. I like Zach Miller stuff. He's in his country lane right now. I don't mind Antonio Brown stuff. I'll be honest with you. I, so I wasn't he mad actually about had like this rap song ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. iTunes and stuff like that. But of course, you know some of the older and I don't want to name any names, but like this is this is a, the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. Because you listen to Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. You know, like don't be don't be an don't be a sixty year old NFL reporter saying, "Well, this I, I don't I can't believe he would release this trash." Oh really? Yeah. Are you a hip hop expert? I'm not, but I guarantee the kids are loving it. Check the numbers, man. So yeah. I mean, but I saw this on Twitter where it's like, next thing's going to be Antonio Brown fighting Jake Paul. I yeah. saw that, you know, too. Yeah, somebody said, who was it? Oh, it's actually, Kepka. Uh, Kepka said that. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Is he wrong? I mean, he's not. No, he's not wrong. I, I thought it too. The, the issue, though, and I seriously have it. I think something is wrong with Antonio Brown. I, I really do think that. But I think the environment that he that he finds himself in, whether it's with, you know, being a rapper or, or trying to box Jake Paul, like, that environment's going to prop him up, man. And, and it's going to squeeze every last ounce of energy out of him until it's probably too late. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't want to see that happen, man. Like, I get if you're Antonio Brown, you're in the moment, you're loving life because people are, I mean, yeah, people are questioning what you're doing, but there's another group of people out there we're not seeing, Brent, the younger generation, they're probably celebrating Antonio Brown right now. See what he did on the field? Like, there's so many TikTok videos breaking it down. Yeah. And he's being celebrated because of it. 
I just don't want to see this dude get put on such a pedestal that he can't come back from it, and then he's exhausted all his energy and his resources, and he's left alone. I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, that is the vicious cycle of our news cycle, if you will, right? And and the way it goes right now. I mean, but if he did a poll, I mean, it's like watching Talladega or Daytona. It's like the big one is coming at some point. And what does that look like, and how does this end? And I mean, it's, it doesn't probably have a positive outcome in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like that, at least right now. And yet we're, you're right, a lot of societies almost celebrating it. Yeah. And, and putting their arms around it, which is uh, it's a very dangerous place to be. All right, uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I don't think this is a long conversation, but I did want to ask you about the opt-out stuff of the bowl games, especially with Matt Corral's situation. Did it get your emotions going at all? And did Kirk Herbstreit get you going at all um, this weekend? We'll talk about it quickly on ESPN 690. Money, the amount of money, like what's the difference as a player in saying these games are meaningless when, as we played in quote unquote meaningless games, I mean, I know you guys were here a lot, but I just don't understand if you don't make it to the playoff, how is it meaningless to play football and compete? Isn't that what we do as football players? We, we compete. So I don't know if, I don't know if changing and expanding it is going to change anything. I really don't. That was Kirk Herbstreet. Desmond Howard talking about uh, how much the game means to today's player. Yeah. By the way, I thought the most notable thing about that, like, Saturday stuff was Desmond Howard had gloves on and, like, ear warmers and a jacket. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Herb Street was in a, in a suit, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it was like the set's about 12 feet, and it, it felt like one of them was in Utah. And the other one was in California, like Southern California. Well, you know, yeah. Des lives in Miami. He ain't used to that. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Don't be so could soft, I, Desmond. Howard. I say, I mean, come you, on. Did you guys watch the Rose Bowl at all? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything funnier than Herb Street trying to keep it together when, you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes were losing for a little bit and, like, he's trying to be biased, but you can tell downright he's biased as all get out? Like, I noticed that so many times where he's like, whoa, they could come back. You know, it's just like, dude, I, we get it. You're an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Yeah. That's, your, that's your thing. I, I'm a big believer, though, in people kind of, and, and I'm not saying he's, I, he's an Ohio State guy. So, of sure. course, he's a little biased, and he probably should be a little biased. I mean, yeah. but you probably can't get that out of you as hard as you try. Yeah. But I do think people, like, hear what they want to hear when it comes to, because they know he's an Ohio State guy, so it's exacerbated. Sure. That, like, you, it sounds a certain way to you. No, for sure. Like, no, I, I think mean, people say that about Joe Buck all the time. Like, he'll do a Cubs game, yeah. but he's a Cardinals guy. Like, he grew up being be a Cardinals easy. guy. So yeah. how can you like, oh, they hear what they want to hear, no, you know? No, no, I get it, man. I couldn't do it. That's why I don't I, I try really hard. That's why I don't want to be like a color commentary guy in the NFL. Can you imagine me calling the Jaguars? Imagine me calling the Jaguars beating the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I would have <laughs> attacked an entire fan base of the Buffalo Bills. I would have called them all bums and said they're trash. That's why I don't do it. As the guy who played college football. Yeah. Ten years ago, the world's changed names, Im- name, image, likeness, the rest. Yeah. I mean, how far off was Herb Street? See, Herb Street didn't get drafted, did he? I don't think I he don't did. Think so. no. no. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. What Herb Street's saying, it's, it's definitely it's the old school way of looking yeah. at things. Right. At the same time, though, I'm not going to tell any player. And I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm a guy that probably, if we're being honest here, and you're asking me if I'm a, a junior or a senior, and I have an opportunity to play in a bowl game, or I have an opportunity to, to, you know, forego that bowl game and take my first round money, I probably still would have played. 
right? Now, that, that's just me, right? Um, take that for what you want. But I see the other side as well. Yeah. Because these, like, yeah, it, it's the love of the game. It's all that stuff. Okay. But it's also money. And, and you're naive if you don't think that. Look at how much Herb Street makes off of college football. Absolutely. Look at how much these universities make off their college football players, okay? So to sit here and say, well, go back out there, um, risk getting hurt because then you, don't, you, you can know if it makes some money, maybe get hurt. I can't co-sign on that, Herb Street. I'm right. sorry, I just can't do it. Pay him to play in the game. Yeah, there you go. At least the ball like game. That. You should look at, uh, there's some articles about it, or I can tell you about it off the air. What they pay, like if you just what how they get Herb Street from place to place. Oh, it's incredible. He takes like six private jets a week. Yeah, I mean the fact that he was actually doing like college game day on Saturday. He had just called the game Friday night, like I think yes. at the Orange Bowl. Yes, and he was in California. Like he, he probably didn't sleep all like night. Santa Claus. Uh, so, but it ain't cheap. Listen, That's the, the bottom point. line is no, a different sure. world today. It doesn't mean the kids don't like to play, don't want to play, but there is a business side of football that did but, not exist. It used to be an amateur sport. Yeah. It's not. That's what college – people like Herb Street and college football are afraid to admit that. That's their problem. Like, they haven't for decades been able to admit that. But I don't get it if you're Herb Street and you make your money off these players. How is that helping the situation? How are you helping the conversation if you're going to hate on them for it? But I tweeted this, and this is a fact. He got that from coaches in the business now. That's where he's got. He even like said current he college referred, coaches. Yes, okay. he referred to production meetings. That's who he's talking to, and he's. That's the feeling of college football coaches that they don't care as much about it as they used to care about it, True. and that's where he's getting this info. I used. I tell you, I've been in production meeting like a decade ago when CTE and the concussion stuff was really starting to heat up, and yeah. the precautions. People are like, "Yeah, you can't play because you got a headache." Well, the old school mentality yeah. was you go play. For sure. But they couldn't grasp that. They're like, "What are we doing? Like, why isn't this guy playing?" Like, I've seen, like, that's what happens. That's old school, new school. And there's a lot of old school coaches out there in, in college football that are telling Herb Street that and believe that. And Herb Street's probably an old school guy as, as well. Uh, the game has changed, people. Notice it. The game has changed. We'll be back. Football at 5 coming up on ESPN 690.